Welcome to the party, pal. The, the Michael Duke Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Live around the world on the internet at MichaelDukesShow.com and across the state of Alaska on this, your favorite radio station and or FM translator. Hello and good morning to you. It is The Michael Duke Show. It is uh, just another beautiful day <laughs> in National Weather Service was like, oh, we expected that storm to swing a little bit differently than it did. And lo and behold, um, I don't know, I got like seven and a half inches of snow here at the house. <laughs> and the roads are a mess. And the schools are closed in Anchorage. And uh, it's a white, 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 white Christmas, my friends. Welcome to it. And good morning uh, to uh, all of you here in uh, in the state of Alaska and listening to the show. It's the Hump Day edition of the show, and it is um, it's <clears throat> it's beautiful out there, man. It's just uh, it's just beautiful, and we're ready to do it today. We've got some uh, we've got some great guests. We've got some great guests, and we are ready to. Uh, we're, we're ready to go and, uh, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun feeling it, feeling that Christmas. Are you feeling that holiday spirit? Oh yeah, baby. Um, we're ready to, uh, we're ready to get into it. Uh, today's show, a little bit of a lighter side and positive feel good stuff. Uh, today we start off in hour one with Michelle Overstreet who is the executive director of My House. Uh, My House is an organization uh, in, uh, in, uh, in the Matsu here who has got uh, – they, <clears throat> they deal with the problem of teen homelessness. Now, if you'd asked me 10 years ago if that was a problem, I would have said, oh, that – I mean, that, you know, that I'm sure homelessness can be a problem, but teen homelessness specifically – well, it's a, it's a deal, and Michelle Overstreet has been fighting this fight for many years, and uh, they've, been, uh, they've been doing some good work. And it's been a while since we've talked to her, so I thought we would invite her on the program to talk about the program, on the show, to talk about her program and, uh, and everything that they do and <clears throat> everything that's going on. So I'm looking forward to talking with her about that in Hour 1, and then in Hour 2... We're going to do our visit, uh, or it'll be our final visit of the year with uh, Representative Sarah Vance. And I promised her that there would be holiday cheer. I promised her that there would be holiday cheer and that we would be talking about just good, fun stuff and memories. And I don't know, we're, we're just, it's just going to be, we're just going to riff. I've got no agenda other than, 
I don't really want to talk about politics. And uh, I thought it would be just kind of fun to get you guys in the Christmas. That's the whole point of this end of the year thing. First of all, well, it is for me to begin with. Okay, so I will just say that. First and foremost, it's for me because I just want to be feeling Christmassy. And there's not a whole lot going on. Uh, you know, with the, with the political stuff for the state and all that. And I just want to bring you that happy, 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 joy, joy, right? The Christmas spirit. So that's what we're going to try and do today, uh, on the old radio program. So, um, that's, that's the start. So, uh, if you're digging yourself out here in the Matsu or in the South Central area, I guess Fairbanks, I was talking to my, my buddy Perry yesterday up in Fairbanks at the stations, and he said they, you guys were expected to get a bunch of snow as well, five, six inches or something. So apparently it's going to be a white Christmas across the state. So if you guys are digging yourself out wherever you are, um, <clears throat> good morning and welcome to it. That's uh, we'll we'll get to some, we'll get to a couple headlines. I was actually able to dig up a couple interesting headlines this morning uh, that are uh, you know just kind of non political. So that's uh, that's fun stuff. Uh, big reminder, boy, I didn't check it. I should have checked it this morning, but I didn't. Big reminder on the holiday recipe contest. For those of you who have not been paying attention, that is, uh, our chance to, uh, to share the Christmas and holiday joy. We've got, um, we've got a ton of of recipes out there on the holiday recipe contest, which is up on my page at facebook.com slash Michael Duke show. And uh, all you have to do is go to the comments, post your favorite family recipe and, um, and then uh, tell your friends to go vote for it. And I'm, I'm excited to do it. We've had some, we've had some luminaries joined the thing. We, JD Tuchilli from Reason Magazine was kind enough to, uh, was kind enough to uh, post his family recipe for chestnut sausage and apple stuffing, which it sounds delicious. Um, you know, Bill, I think is still, is Bill still in the lead? I think Bill's still in the lead right now. With his uh, bourbon caramel corn, which, again, also sounds delicious. Brian has got his bourbon barbecue cream cheese. Uh, There's a bourbon theme going on here. Um, Brad Keithley posted his, uh, he he posted his brand new banana strawberry rum smoothie mix. That's good. Jalapeno ham from Debbie. Ooh, man. Um, And... uh, uh, Detra Atkinson McGee's, uh, who was a guest on the program here a week or so ago, she posted Grinny's Fig Preserve Cake, which sounds delicious. There's just a whole bunch of stuff in here. You should go just go over there and check it out. And, ooh, Grandma Samson's Alaska Cranberry Pumpkin Bread. <laughs> oh, man. So <clears throat> go... Uh, Go go tr- check it out. Check out the recipes. And, of course, the best part is is that we're sharing all the recipes and we're, we're doing it. Ooh, Denise put up her uh, – she put up her um, eggnog mixture. Mother Hoekstra's Dutch Advocate Eggnog. Whoa. All right. That looks delicious as well. We'll have to try that. Anyway, uh, so whoever wins the most – 
thumbs up, the most votes, thumbs ups, likes, loves, whatever, is going to get a chance to win a uh, either a delicious bag of beer, curler, coffee, and a coffee mug, or if they prefer two gift certificates to Point Blank Firearms and Self-Defense, I have two basic pistol course uh, certificates that uh, you can, you and a friend, you and a friend could go take a basic pistol course together. I know that seems weird for a holiday thing, but I had them there and I thought, well, why not? You know? So it's a good opportunity. If you'd like to do that and you like to share. And what I'm trying to get you guys to do is to break out grandma's secret recipe or grandpa's secret recipe that you use every year for the holidays that you look forward to. And we're trying to share the love. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to share the love. All right. So, mm, man. Okay. Uh, what, are, what do we got for stories? <laughs> Brian's like, I wish I had friends. Uh, and then Terry said that she found chestnuts at uh, Cars in Wasilla. So, because I was asking the other day, because JD was talking about this chestnut sausage apple stuffing and i'm like man i don't even know where you get chestnuts apparently you can get chestnuts at safeway um okay uh a couple different stories uh that i have time how much time i got i got time here i got time here um i may have found santa i'm just i'm just saying and Santa may be from Russia. I, I don't know. A man has been accused of being a stowaway on a flight from Denmark to the U.S. after he apparently disembarked at LAX last month without a passport or a ticket. Despite not appearing on the manifest for Scandinavian Airlines Flight 931, Sergei Vladimirovich Ochigava, who, according to court documents, is a dual Russian-Israeli national in his mid-40s, appeared to make little to no effort to hide his presence during the roughly 12-hour flight from Copenhagen on November the 4th. He uh, walked around the plane, changed seats regularly. He requested two meals at each meal service. He tried to strike up conversations with fellow passengers, and at one point, he even attempted to eat some chocolate belonging to crew members, according to an affidavit. He pled guilty, excuse me, he pled not guilty to violating a section of U.S. criminal code that prevents anyone from boarding or uh, boarding or secreting themselves on an airplane vessel uh, without the consent of the owner. Um, according, <laughs> this is guy, according to the affidavit filed by the FBI uh, and from a November 5th interview, he said he hadn't slept for three days and did not understand what was going on. Uh, the affidavit states that he did not remember how he got on the plane in Copenhagen. He also would not explain how or when he got to Copenhagen or what he was doing there. He claimed he didn't know how he passed through the security checks without a ticket. The, they got pictures of his, they, they got a, a warrant for his phone, which he opened for them and showed basically television screens displaying flight information for destinations around the world uh, from an airport um, and screenshots showing a map of, of, of a hostel in Kiel, Germany and other places. He said he has a PhD in economics and marketing and worked in Russia a long time ago. I mean, they, he basically just walked right off the plane in Los Angeles. They got footage of him just disembarking the plane and presenting himself at customs, uh, uh, at which point they discovered he was not a listed passenger on the flight. 
and that he was unable to produce a passport. I mean, this guy just slipped right. He's like gray man. He just slipped right on the plane. He had no, just had no idea how he got there. Uh, he, he told the border officials, apparently he said, I apparently left my passport on the plane. They couldn't find his passport number listed in the system. They searched his bag and found some identity documents for both his Russian and his uh, Israeli identity, but no international passport for either country. And did you just, <laughs> he just was like chatting people up, walking around, ordering meals, snitching chocolate. And then just walked right off the plane, right up to customs and says, I'm here. I, I just don't even know what, <laughs> is that you, Santa? Is it you traveling coach these days? Is that what's going on? I've, I've got no, no clue as to what's happening there. Um, if you've got kids that are looking for a, uh, <clears throat> for a good job, well, here in Alaska, we're about to receive a bunch of dough, a bunch of money from the federal government for infrastructure projects. Now, love that or leave it, there's an opportunity here. The Alaska Carpenters Training Trust Apprenticeship Program is working to fill the gap. They've got a training program. It's a four-year program. It's available. Doesn't cost you a thing. And no experience is required. Um, all the training is paid for by membership and the hours they work. There's no tuition, no book fees, no tool fees. It's essentially 100% free. It's 960 hours of training at the training center, which is done in one six-week block for each of the four years. In addition, there's 6,000 hours of on-the-job training required. Now, you're not paid for the six-week block of time for each year, but you are paid for your hours uh, that uh, you are doing in the field, and you're paid 26 bucks an hour, which, I mean, this sounds like a smoking hot deal. Once you graduate, you receive a certificate as a journeyman, uh, journeyman carpenter. So kind of a, <clears throat> no, I mean, you got to join the union and do all that stuff, but if you're going to get all that free, anyway, you can go over there and check it out. If you've got kids that, you know, you're trying to get out of the house and motivate, and maybe they want to go do something with their hands, uh, you can go to alaskacarpenterstraining.org and get all the details. They've got training centers in Fairbanks and in Anchorage. That's alaskacarpenterstraining.org. So a couple good stories for to start the day off with today. All right. That means it's time to uh, go to the break, and we're going to come back. Michelle Overstreet going to be joining us we're going to talk about my house it's all positivity man it's all good stuff let's uh let's restore our faith in humanity shall we and enjoy something good merry christmas the michael duke show common sense liberty-based free thinking radio we got more coming up with michelle overstreet in my house up next right here don't go anywhere Running on 100% pure beard power. Oh, also some coffee. We dip our beard in coffee. Ha, <laughs> nice beard. The Michael Duke Show.
Okay, we are in the commercial break right now. Hello. Hello. How are you guys doing? I see Michelle's in the green room. She's drinking my, well, she's drinking her coffee. I was going to say my virtual, but she's eating my virtual donuts in the virtual green room, which are all good because they're 100% calorie free because they're virtual. Just don't eat all the sprinkled ones there, Michelle. I'll be right to you here. Hold on a second. Uh, going back through the chat room to see what's going on. Governor's budget gets its big reveal this week. Yep, but you know what? We're not even going to talk about it. We're not even going to talk about it because that happens on Friday and Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of next week. It's all Christmas stuff. It's just all holiday memories, favorite shows, movies, music. It has n- there. We are not even going to digest it. You could take a look at the governor's budget on January 2. That's our first show of the year. All right. Um, <clears throat> all right. Um, Brian said, I used to bend nails back when I was young, loved it, except during the winter. It was a very satisfying job. He's talking about the carpentry's job. I mean, it sounds like a great deal. 26 bucks an hour and they pay for all your training and they hook you up with a job at the same time. I mean, come on. Um, uh, okay. Let's go over here. Um, generator for your house. Yep. Um, uh, Quinnahawk finally got its power back on five days power on and off says Willie and glad to hear it Willie I saw that and I thought of you as soon as I saw the fact that Quinnahawk was having a huge hard time um, okay all right here we are oh just 10 12 what is it 12 more days 11 more days till Christmas sleeping I mean you got all your stuff right you're all ready Okay, let me stop with the yammering. Stop with the yapping, and we'll go over here and talk to the lovely uh, Michelle Overstreet, the radiant and uh, hardworking, and uh, she's uh, she's with us this morning. Hello, young lady. How are you doing? Good morning, Michael. I'm good. How are you? You know, it's another beautiful day in paradise. I mean, when the weather service said, oops, we thought the storm was going to go further south. And the next thing you know, we've got eight inches or what? I mean, I have, I mean, my cars outside have got at least six, seven inches of snow on them. And, and of course, they close the schools in Anchorage and everything else. But it's a hot mess out there. It's going to be a, it's going to be an interesting, uh, it's going to be an interesting day. Always an adventure. Yeah. I love that about Alaska. Yeah. You don't like the weather? Wait 15 minutes. It'll change. It'll, you know, you can, you can, you can do it. Well, I'm excited to talk to you. It's been a while since we had a chance to chat, and uh, I want to uh, I want to give you a proper introduction when we return to the radio here in about 90 seconds. So uh, I won't get too far into it. I wanted to just check your audio and video and make sure that you're ready. You got a cup of coffee. I saw your cup of coffee. That's important on yeah, the show. Yeah, I we, think I'm ready. If everything's good on your end. Oh yeah, everything is uh, everything's real good. So we're going to uh, we're going to get started. I appreciate you getting up so early. I know that. You know, people are like, what time? And I'm like, well, you know, it's six in the, in the morning. Yes. In the morning. That's it. Oh man. So I appreciate you. Uh, appreciate oh, you coming aboard. You know, we're all in this together, Michael. Yeah. We're all doing, doing our thing. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited about it. All right. Well, uh, I'll put you back in the green room here for just a second and, uh, we'll come back to you here, uh, as we get ready to return. Oh, just a thing, Michelle, when you hear the ding, uh, which you'll hear in a few seconds. If you ever hear that while we're talking, that means that we're about to return to the radio in a 30 seconds or so. So you need to wrap up. If we're dinging, we need to wrap up and uh, 
get ready to return. Or if you hear the music coming up underneath you, that means that we've got to go take a break. So I just wanted to, I usually like to tell people that just in case they need to know. All right. Wow. Oof. I am ready to go. You guys, you guys ready? Let's, uh, let's get this, let's get this going on here. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. That was the ding, by the way. We're ready to jump back into it. We are 18 seconds from rejoining the radio. Please like and share, subscribe, ring the bell, do all the stuff that you need to do to, uh, you know, that's why it's called a morning show. Yes, Mr. Smarty Pants. That's why it's called a morning show. Here we go. Let's do it. All right, welcome back to the program. It is the Wednesday edition of the show, and it's almost Christmas. What did I decide? We're 12 sleeps, 11 sleeps away from Christmas Day. Oh, man, we are ready, and we're trying to bring you the good news, the good news. Talking about some uplifting things. We start off this morning uh, talking with uh, somebody I haven't talked to in a while. Um... I'll tell you about 10 years ago when I first got down to the South Central area when I was working with one of the radio stations down here, I got a first chance to meet Michelle Overstreet over there at my house. And it was uh, it was an eye-opening experience because I had no idea some of the issues that were going on in the Matsu being a newfound resident. And uh, I got a chance to meet one of the hardest working ladies in, uh, in the business down there of helping people. Uh, especially the homeless youth uh, of our community. And we got a chance to do a webathon or a radiothon and all kinds of stuff. It was a lot of fun. And, uh, and it, they do a lot of good work. And several people in the chat room have already said what a great person Michelle is. I already knew that because I've been working with her for on and off for 10 years. Uh, she joins us this morning. Good morning, Michelle. How are you? Hi, I'm great, Michael. How are you? You know, I am doing just just fine, just fine and dandy, and uh, I'm ready for some. I want to feel that Christmas time, don't you? I mean, are you one of those people that either? Well, here's how I, I'm either feel it and I'm like into it so, or sometimes I'm like, well, it's and I would much rather feel it than not. Are you that same kind of way? Do you get overwhelmed? I am. With stuff? Yeah, I am. Good. Well, hopefully we can. Uh, hopefully we can. Uh, you know, bring out that Christmas spirit in everybody today. Um, so, Michelle, first and foremost, you're the executive director of My House, and which is in the Matsu. It deals with homelessness and youth and teens. So, I mean, can you give us a uh, that's a that's a thumbnail? Can you please give us a little bit more detail on you know who you are and what My House does? And you know, you got we got a you know six seven eight minutes here just telling us about the basics of what happens there uh, with your organization and what what it's all about. Let's uh, let's start there. Oh, I'd be glad to, Michael. It's um, we've grown a lot in the last few years, and and uh, I'm glad that you kind of prefaced it by saying that you had no idea some of the things that went on because neither did. Oh, we lost uh, we lost Michelle for a second there. Um, 
Dai when we started this center in downtown Wasilla. Uh, that a lot of people said we'll never work and uh, kids don't want to be trained for jobs. Our focus is really exit strategies from homelessness. Uh, there's a lot of talk about the housing first model. The housing first model only really works if people are moving through the housing that's available. So you got to have people getting job training and uh, empowerment um, strategies that get them uh, from homelessness to being sustainable on their own. So that's our goal for homeless youth. Um, our drop-in center has two businesses. Uh, when we started in 2011, the Alaska legislature passed a measure that allowed nonprofits to own little for-profit businesses. But the funny part about it for us was that our, our little businesses have never made any money, really. It costs us more to run them than it does. Right. Um, right. They don't make any money. But we train kids. We've trained uh, hundreds of kids at this point that have come through the program. And um, for kids since 2020, for kids who have completed the training with us, either in our, our cafe as baristas um, and, and food service prep uh, staff or in the boutique as retail salespeople, if they complete the training, 100% of those kids are working. And the magic about that is uh, that they're, most of them are not just working at the level that they were trained at. They move on, they come back. You mentioned some construction training earlier. I'm really glad that you're promoting that because a lot of the kids that we work with they get their, they, they start, they get started and they get so excited about their, their capacity and potential that they move on and get additional training. Right. And that's really, really what we're hoping for, right? 68% of the kids coming in the door right now have no high school diploma or GED. So the first order of business is to get them a, get them a high school completion and get them some job skills that are, are useful in the community. Right. Well, and that's I got to be honest. That was one of the things that struck me first. Now, you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a libertarian, and and sometimes that means that everybody hates you from both sides. You know, because you're like I I you know I don't adhere to one thing. But one thing that really impressed me was that when I first looked at my house, is that it wasn't just you know we're trying to help or coddle or great you know give them shelter or do. I mean, you were all about let's give them life skills and training. You know, you've got the cafe with the with the you know the coffee stand. You've got the thrift shop, which is the other place. You know, teaching them about retail and all. And and I was just impressed that you know you were giving them that kind of opportunity, which you know is from my experience, which arguably is very limited in this kind of ex this area. But my exposure had always been well, we just give them housing or shelter. Or, you know, point them in the right direction to do this. No, you guys are putting them hands on into the workforce right there on the spot and they were thriving i talked to several of these kids uh over the times that i've been there and visited and everything else and these kids are excited to be there yeah they are the, there's really a culture of learning and growing and uh and and getting more healthy uh, in the last six weeks we had three of our older clients that were really coming and going and not doing well they were using drugs and alcohol and uh, the case management staff was concerned, um, you know, for their safety. And uh, we, we in, our, in our building, we do food, clothing, showers. They can bring their laundry, um, case management, wraparound services, assessments for drugs and alcohol and behavioral health. A um, lot of different things that, that are, are supportive services. But we also provide a lot of food. We have a hot meal there every day at three o'clock. 
we have uh, a table where there's snacks and fruit and, and food that they can eat. I want them to eat good food. If they don't eat good food, they don't have nutrition, their brain doesn't produce the neurochemicals to actually make good decisions and they're, they do stupid stuff, right? Right, right. So so I'm big on food, but, but we had these kids that were just coming and going and kind of eating and living outside because they couldn't qualify for housing while they're, they're all doped up. And, and we just got, got eyeball to eyeball with them and said, we're not going to enable you to die. The deal is we're here to help you get better, not to prop you up every day. So you can back, go back out and do dumb stuff. And, um, and so we're going to limit your your ability to come in here until you decide you're going to do something and 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 recognize the value you have to us. And uh, we were so pleased. The, the first kid uh, went to treatment in three days. The second took about two weeks. And about a week after that, the second kid went. The third kid, who's a tough, tough street kid, uh, came in and was kind of fighting with the case manager. He was kind of loud and he was like, I, 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 you guys are making me do stuff and I don't want to do stuff. And the case manager said, well, tell me what you do want to do. And he said, I, I just want to, I just want to have a life. And the case manager said, this is how you get a life. And so your comment about life skills is, is spot on. And so the, all three of those boys are in treatment. Uh, two of the three are in our housing and doing well. You know, sometimes it's two steps forward, one step back, but we don't shoot our wounded. And the goal is to walk with them. And that right there, Michael, is how we prevent uh, having adult homeless in the community that are panhandling on the corner. Absolutely. And uh, what shocked me more than anything else, and maybe we should go back for just a minute uh, to to talk about the beginning of this, because I, I too, am interested. Um, Rick, Rick in the chat room asks, Michelle, what happened at the beginning for you to get a start here at my house? What was the what was the genesis seed of this whole thing? Can you can you give me uh, can you give me a, a snapshot of how everything got started? I I can and and some of it was you know was me and my own experience. I uh, I was born and raised here. I'm a Valley girl. Uh, I played on the first state championship basketball team at Wasilla High School for for uh, girls basketball and. Um, my family is all here and, uh, my husband was also born and raised here. And, uh, before, when I finished graduate school, I worked in, at Alaska Regional Hospital for five years and watched a lot of street people come and go from the ER, trying to get assessments on them and get them into drug treatment. Um, and I was really touched by that. I had a little brief, uh, stint where I was homeless, uh, when I was in graduate school through a, a series of, of things that were not my my fault, but but uh, the apartment that I was supposed to move into wasn't ready. So I had um, uh, weeks of, of not having a place to live, which was really stupefying, you know. And so uh, I was working at Brochelle High School before 2000 and, and Diane Demosky and I was the school nurse and we kept saying, gosh, there have to be more resources for these kids, these kids that are homeless. You know, they need more support. They need more, they need more life skills. They need uh, drug resistance training because they're all being exposed to all this stuff, mostly in their homes. And, and in, the, in sort of the conversation of that, uh, the Dorothy Saxon shelter opened in Palmer and, and my husband and I left state, so I was gone for almost 10 years. And when I came back in 2009, nothing had changed. I went back to work 
at Burchelle High School as a master's level therapist. I was doing graduation coaching and we were really having a lot of success and we were handing out sleeping bags and gas cards. And you know what I, what I said, Michael, to my, I think I said this to my mom. I said, you know what, how embarrassing would it be if I called up all the girls from my high school basketball team and said, we got this great idea. We're handing out sleeping bags and gas cards. Isn't that awesome? And, and we've got to be better as a community. I wanted to be better as a person than doing that. I wanted my community to be better. Um, I, I wanted, uh, I, I wanted the organizations that wrap around, uh, social services to be better and to work together. And, and that wasn't happening. And, um, and so I, I, I spent weeks, uh, actually, um, in the fall of 2009, um, researching models for for homeless youth and what works and what doesn't and there was a lot of data out there about what didn't work there's a lot of stuff that didn't work and um a lot of complaining about the kids won't do this and they won't do that and and so i started talking to kids at the school uh the palmer lions club donated a uh, an espresso machine and we did a pilot project at michelle high school and said well what if we train kids for jobs what if we train them to be baristas there's a little coffee hut on every corner Let's try that. And so we trained 17 kids in the fall of, um, uh, I think it was 2010. And of those 17 kids, three homeless girls, all homeless girls ended up working as baristas in uh, coffee places. And they made enough money doing that. Sometimes they made $100 a day in tips even back then. And, uh, and they made enough money to be able to pay for their own place. They didn't have to be outside anymore. So. I, I, I knew that would work. And I went to, I, I, I developed this little PowerPoint and I looked at places like John Bon Jovi's Soul Kitchen. What about the food that they provide is really helpful and, and makes that program work. Delancey Street in San Francisco is a drug treatment program that provides job training and it's extremely successful. So I was looking at these places all over the country. Portland had a little Ben and Jerry's ice cream shop with eight beds upstairs. The kids sleep upstairs. They come downstairs, learn how to make ice cream cones and go to school. So I was like, surely we could do something like that in the Valley. And I, and I, I went to several different places. I didn't get a lot of love, but when I went to the city of Wasilla, um, uh, Vern Repright was the mayor at that time. And Vern said, boy, I think this is a great idea. But Bert Cottle was sitting behind Vern Repright and Bert leaned around and he said, what do you need to get that started? And I said, I need a building between Wonderland Park and cars, a block off the parks highway. And uh, Bert actually helped us develop that and, and, and get that building up and running. And we couldn't get any funding. Uh, everybody who was a funder looked at what we were doing and said, it'll never work. It's not sustainable. The kids won't come. They won't get training. There's no money to pay for what you're doing in any social stream, federal or state. Um, and so I started just talking to people about what I was doing. And we had about $100,000 in donated construction to build the coffee shop inside the old Husky Electric building. And it was such a blessing. I, I, I'll just tell you this, Michael, this this community is incredible. And, and across the state of Alaska, I really felt like we had old school love, uh, Alaskan love. And if right. you know, if you you know what I mean by I that, I, I had a far north mechanical showed up uh, with call this copper pipe to run plumbing from the back of the building to the front where we were putting the coffee shop in. And they had a plumber there who was there for 
uh, probably six weeks every single day and brought all the supplies, brought sinks, uh, installed all the faucets, the sinks, everything we need for the little commercial kitchen. And they, we never paid for any of it. He donated all of it. And I've still never met that guy. <laughs> uh, it was probably tens of thousands of dollars. Uh, Pete from Commercial Contracts Incorporated in, in Anchorage did commercial flooring. And I called him and said, we're looking for flooring. And I had a contractor that connected us. And he donated all this um, the squares like are in the school cafeterias, right? The right. linoleum squares. He donated all this linoleum and he donated a whole bunch of carpet. And, and he said, I'll send an installer out. He goes, I got this carpet that's from a Regal movie theater. It's an albatross in my warehouse. I'll never use it. I'm going to send an installer out. We'll get your flooring in. And I never met that guy. And his flooring guy was there for weeks putting all this flooring in. I came in one morning. I couldn't sleep while this was going on because I really, I really felt like I was supposed to do this. And I was so passionate about the kids having an opportunity to just to just not be homeless, right? We give them the opportunity. If they don't take it, then that's on them. But let's give them some additional opportunities and support. Uh, so hold, I couldn't. Hold, hold on, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Michelle. I'm enthralled by this, and I realize we're running a, a minute late here, so we got to get jumping on. We're going to come back to this. We're talking with Michelle Overstreet about my house. I want to continue this discussion for sure. We're going to continue here in just a moment. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio. was pumped for Christmas. Woo, I'm pumped for Christmas. Ow! So Marty just bought himself everything he wanted. Yeah. Because Marty has no friends. Uh, that turned dark. It's the Michael Dukes Show. That turned dark real quick. Marty has no friends. It's okay. He can buy himself some friends. Um, Michelle, I'm I'm uh, I'm gobsmacked. I want to I want to continue that discussion for sure. Um, I'll tell you, and I, and it, we'll have to repeat this when we're back on the radio, but um, I'll tell you the one thing that I was shocked about, uh, which uh, when I first met you and we were first talking, was uh, the number of homeless kids in the community. Uh, I was like, oh, you know, this place at the time, Wasilla had not quite outgrown Fairbanks yet. So it was still the third largest place in the state. And I'm like, well, you know, I, I can't I can't imagine that there's a lot, but it's good that we're doing this. But I can't imagine there's a lot. And then you started railing out some of the numbers on this. And I was just shocked at the number of not homeless adults, but homeless kids, teens who are out there. In the snow, in the woods, in the backyards, in the alleys, couch surfing, I mean, doing this. There is a tremendous – how many kids are we talking about, Michelle? Well, we have uh, – we've, we've helped over 1,000. I think we're coming up on 1,100 kids total. Our current active clients, which means we've had eyes on them in the last six weeks, uh, is at about 350 uh, and we see an average of about a hundred different kids a week. Um, 300 and I, and I just, I'm trying, I'm trying not to get too emotional here. 300 kids without mm -hmm. a home that loves them or cares for them, or at least puts food on the table and, and something gives them a bed to sleep in. Uh, you mentioned earlier these kids were a lot of them exposed to drugs and things like that in their own homes. And I just, I'm just, I was so shattered when I first heard some of these numbers that I was just like, 
I mean, it's just, it's crazy. And these are not foster kids, Robert. We're not talking about kids who are in the foster care. We're talking about kids who have just slipped through the cracks and they're just, yeah. I mean, this is Wasilla, 300 kids in the, in the Matsu Valley. Uh, that's a lot. Uh, and, and you focus primarily on kids or like in their high school years, right? Mostly in that, that kind of area. Yeah, yeah. The we surveyed fourteen to twenty. We just raised it from twenty five to twenty six because uh, the president raised the insurance age so they can still get be on their parents' insurance until they're twenty six. Uh, so we we raised it with the uh, intention that um, those kids are still uh, have the capacity to be dependent in some way. Um, and sheltered by parents until that age. Uh, but the truth is that we were trying to get kids through drug treatment. It takes them a while to get, decide they're going to go to treatment and then get through treatment. And we were trying to support them um, and, and get more kids trained for peer support jobs in that field. And uh, there's a whole industry that has grown out of um, a young man who was a a college intern with our organization in 2015 and now runs the largest treatment program in the state of Alaska. So it's just, I mean, it, this is the kind of work that, uh, I mean, I've given money to my house. I've given time. I've loved what they've done. I mean, you know, I'm blessed. I have five kids and, uh, they're all good kids. We haven't had any problems with any of them. And, uh, you know, they, I think that they've got a good loving home, you know, and, and had what they need. And I just, I just think about these kids who are, you know, you're giving them, like you said, you're at the school and we're giving them sleeping bags and gas cards. And it wasn't, yeah. gas, it wasn't gas card. Here's the story that killed me. It wasn't just gas cards so the kids could drive back and forth. It was so that they could start their cars and stay warm enough to run the cars at night so they could sleep in the car. Yes. And it wasn't, <laughs> It just breaks my heart, you know. It's crazy. These... It was crazy. Yeah. And and I couldn't do it, Michael. It was, I could not do it. I, I My husband got up in the middle of the night one night and I was on the computer and, and sat down next to me on the couch and said, okay, tell me what's going on. And I only have one kid, Michael, but but my heart is, is on my sleeve in this industry for sure. And I said, I, I just feel like we're supposed to do something about this. I mean, this just keeps going on and on and on. And we've got to do something in order for this to be different for the kids that are this generation. And he said, well, what do you think we should do? And I said, I think we got to start a nonprofit that, that serves homeless kids. And he didn't say anything for a minute. And he said, well, for God's sake, let's do something because no one's getting any sleep around here. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's exactly right. We're not getting there's no sleep until these kids are taken care of and that's uh mm -hmm. that's uh that's an amazing thing. Um we're uh, we're about to uh <clears throat> we're about to go ding here and rejoin the radio. So uh I we're going to we're going to I want to continue the story of the start of my house and then I have some comments and some questions uh and then you can give us an update about what's happening right now and then we'll talk about how we can help you uh because you've you've done a lot and uh i can't uh, i can't wait to uh i can't wait to find out more so we're going to uh, continue here michelle overstreet executive director of my house it's myhousematsu.org if you want to join in there here we go jumping back into it now
All right, we're continuing right now with uh, uh, Michelle Overstreet from my house. And we were getting the story about how it all got started and how the community just came together. Uh, You know, hundreds of hours donated materials, stuff, things, people just coming together. I mean, the best the best of Alaskan, uh, you know, that kind of Alaskan spirit, which I just loved. Uh, You got your doors open, Michelle, and you guys have been serving. And 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 again, one of the things that I said, and I, we were just talking about it during the break, but we'll repeat it here, is that one of the things that shocked me most of all was the number of kids. I thought, well, it's Wasilla, it's Matsu, you know, it's a it's a it's a big area, but it's still there's not that many people, so there can't be that many homeless kids that we're talking about. But you guys are serving two to three hundred kids a year, a year, every year. Oh, over- yeah. Over 300. Yeah. yeah uh, we, mean, we, have, we have over a thousand total clients, uh, which is really cool because a lot of those clients come back. Uh, you know, we had we had a funny thing a few weeks ago and this this happens once in a while. Our drains get clogged and, and Larry Murray drain cleaning has been so good to us. We call them and they come over to clean the drains. And here's one of the kids that was one of our clients about eight years ago working for him. Right. Right. Uh, one of our biggest, one of what I felt like was our biggest successes was uh, when Burke Cottle uh, was helping us get this started. Uh, we were talking about the job training piece, right? We had kids going through our training program in the cafe and we had to get approved by the state of Alaska and develop this training manual and uh, Charity Lovelace helped me do that. But, uh, and at the time we had a lot of kids coming in. It was it was brand new, but the word traveled like, like wildfire and we had lots and lots of kids coming in. Uh, you know, today I said we've served over, I think we're coming up on 1,100 total clients. We have 300 and about 350 active, which means we've seen them or, or they've called us or contacted us in the last 60 days. Uh, and we see an average of about 100 different kids a week. And so uh, it's a lot of kids. I'll, I'll throw out a couple more statistics or data pieces. In February of 2022, um, we had uh, a, a, an influx of kids and one out of every three kids coming in the door reported that they had been trafficked or sold by somebody uh, for sex. And um, that included young men. It was the first time we had really had young men come forward and say, Hey, this is happening and I'm trying to get out, but it's hard. Um, and so um, uh, a timeline, I'll, I'll, I'll do a little timeline. In, in We opened the drop-in center in 2013. In 2015, we started a Matsu opioid task force. And Michael Carson, a retired school teacher, has been at the helm of that uh, for since then for eight years. Uh, we had Governor Walker who signed uh, the opioid bills that, that, uh, that put into place the opioid monitoring system that helps us uh, track people who are addicted to opiates and seeking uh, drugs through emergency rooms and, and things like that. The other thing that happened in 2015 is I had a college intern who came uh, to work with us and he, uh, he, he was a terrible intern for uh, homeless kids. And so I called him in my office one day and I said, I can see that you want to be here, but the homeless thing is just not your jam. What is it that you want to do? And he said, well, I'm a young person in long-term recovery. And what I really want to do is develop a treatment program that's staffed by all people in long-term recovery and, and from the bookkeeper to the CEO. And I said, well, why don't we get that started while you're here? Because otherwise I'm not going to pass you on your 
your um, your internship, but let's start it. What do you need to get started? And so uh, he and another guy flew back to Virginia and got this training at a place called the McShin Foundation for peer support. And they brought that concept back here. And I would be willing to bet that we have the largest population of peer support workers in the state. We have the best treatment programs. Uh, that young man now runs a residential treatment program, an intensive outpatient treatment program, an outpatient program, and sober living. And we partner with him for getting our clients into treatment and, um, and clean and sober. And, and the beautiful thing about that is that we used to have to wait three to four weeks for an assessment. So if we got a kid who comes in, he's, he's addicted to heroin, we're trying to get him off the street and he's got to wait three weeks for an assessment, we lose him. Sometimes they die before we can get him in, right? It's bad. And uh, we, we don't have that anymore. Uh, that young man also opened the day one uh, drop-in center that is a crisis stabilization center. So it, they do detox. So we can actually take kids that are addicted to heroin and alcohol over. They can safely detox and then go to treatment. And this is revolutionary for our industry and for keeping kids alive. So 2015 was a big year for that. Uh, 2017, we started recognizing the human trafficking element. And I, I didn't know anything about that part. Right. Um, I see cars going through my parking lot over and over again. And I'm like, why are those guys driving through our parking lot? Uh, and then I start seeing really nice cars parked out there with young men, you know, young, good looking men sitting in the driver's seat waiting for girls to come out. And and we had to just do some real, real straight up conversations with a couple of those young men and and. Uh, I'm a real nice person, um, but I'm also real clear about what's okay and what's not okay in my parking lot. That, and we yeah. we set some real real solid boundaries. Yeah. Um, well, I, I will tell you this, uh, Michelle, that the one thing that really was music to my ears is when you said uh, early on, you said you needed to look at places that had dealt with these issues and had had success. And I think that's one of the failings that we've had in homelessness in general, as many communities think, oh, we can figure this out. And they try a million different things and they end up like Seattle or Los Angeles or Portland or something like that, instead of looking at places like Austin and that have dealt with. It. And finally, we're seeing some of that come around where people are like, well, let's bring in people who've dealt with this successfully and figure it out. You guys yeah. did that from the beginning. And I think that's amazing. I can't believe it. We're down to two minutes already. So what can we do for you? What can we do for Matsu My House? What can we do to help this this in the community? Because this is a this is needed. So how can people help? They can come by and shop in our businesses. Come by Gathering Grounds Cafe at 300 North Willow and buy coffee from the homeless kids that are in training uh, at that cafe counter. We just underwent a big $100,000 remodel in there. So we've got commercial appliances instead of prior to that, we had like your grandma's refrigerator and a glass top stove. Uh, we were just making it work. So come by and buy coffee, come shop in the steam driven boutique. If you feel like you want to make a bigger donation, go, you can go to www.myhousematsu.org. Uh, there's a PayPal button there, but come by and visit us. One of the most powerful things that we do is bring the community in and validate these young people uh, and help them to understand that they're part of a caring community and they matter. Um, I can tell you right now that the work that they're doing over there is so important. And if you have any, you've got a few bucks to give this year, uh, you can donate it to my house. Or you can said my kids love going to the steam driven, the, the thrift shop there, the, the boutique. 
getting some coffee, doing whatever. Michelle, thank you for all you do, and thank you for stepping up. And it is, uh, it's just amazing to watch, and I am so appreciative of you. And I know everything you've done for this community is just amazing. So Merry Christmas to you, and Merry Christmas to all the kids out there. And thank you. Thank you for what you do. We appreciate it. Thank you, Michael. Thanks for sharing with me. Well, it's always good. It's always good. We should do this more often is what we should do to get you guys. We should. Yeah, it'll be more fun. All right. Thank you, Michelle. Hold the line for just a second here, folks. We're out of time. We got more coming up. Sarah Vance is up next. The Michael Duke Show. Oh, man, this is a hard subject for me as a dad, uh, because, uh, you know, I just think of what my kids were doing, a, you know, with the radio stations in Anchorage, we're doing the pump up the kids where we help the uh, foster teens, kids who are in non-familial foster care, which is, but I mean, they're a step above where you're at, where your kids are at, because they're not homeless and everything else. But it just breaks my heart to think of these kids in these kind of situations. I mean, I can... You know, I think adults make their own decisions regardless of what the circumstances, you know, they can. But when you've got kids who are kind of thrown to the wolves or their whole family life is, you know, that's where they learned how to do drug was in the home and all that other kind of stuff. And I just I it just it just blows my mind and uh, and it breaks my heart. And it's so good to see people coming together. Like you said, the whole story of we should do just like a whole My House Genesis story one day uh, and and walk through it piece by piece and give everybody the, uh, uh, you know, to, to give everybody the opportunity to uh, to to uh, be highlighted that gave to this project because it is a real, truly a community project. And the fact that you stepped out uh, from where you were at um, I mean, giving, I'm still giving out sleeping bags and gas cards and, uh, you know, that that was the solution and, yes. you know, that's a, that's a bandaid on a gushing arterial wound is what that is. And it's, that, you know, my case manager, Brian just used that exact analogy last week, uh, about, you know, trying to, trying to treat an addiction with, uh, with, uh, you know, a, a, a sack lunch that somebody hands out, you know, right, right. Uh, and and I I really I'm really proud, Michael. I'm so proud of this community and the way that we have come together and stayed together to build this and provide the support systems and wraparound services for the youth. Um, we're working with Homer right now to build a, a similar place in Homer. Um, and I did a two-hour Zoom call with the the group that's putting that together on Monday night. And they, they said the same thing that you said. We just can't keep going and have nothing for these kids. There's um, right. that it, it's so necessary. We're also working with a group in Medford, Oregon, and I have staff that are flying down there to help them do what we've done uh, and also a program in San Diego. It's catching on. And I, I like your idea of really highlighting um, the genesis because I think people – look at what we're doing right now. And they say, we can never do that. It's, it's um, you guys do so many things and it's so big, but the fact is that the, the way that we do that and the reason we do it is because it's um, it's working and we've got momentum and we've got all these kids coming back and working as peer support. Um, and they're now part of the solution. Right. Well, you've it's given beautiful. them you've given them a goal, right? You've given them a way. I bootstrapped, you know, you were bootstrapped up, now help other people get, you know, lift other yes. people up in the same situation. I mean, that is 
an amazing opportunity. And I wish we'd I wish we'd mention the Homer thing because the show broadcasts in Homer. I wish we'd oh. mention I wish we'd mention the Homer thing as well. Um, uh, is the organization up and running, or is it still is it it is in its infancy or? It's it's in its infancy that there's a church that bought a building and and what they called me and said, I actually flew there five years ago and talked to them about what we were doing with Nine Star and a guy from the state uh, housing and homeless coalition who always shows up when there's money on the table. But um, <laughs> surprise, it's so surprise, annoying. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but so they have been for five years. This has been kind of percolating for them. And uh, they called and said, our church finally bought a building and we need to know more. Um, and, and, you know, they were a little bit overwhelmed. And I said, you don't, it's like, you know, eating an elephant. You just do it one bite at a time. Just put together some little things at a time. Get the food together. That we're, So you're giving kids food, healthy food, we're not mac and cheese and hot dogs. We want salmon. We want grass-fed beef. We want vegetables. We want fruit. The stuff that their brain makes neurotransmitters out of. And and so um, uh, the Homer connection, we'll, I'll come back another time and we can talk about yeah. that when it's more well, developed. Uh, Sarah Vance of Homer, Representative Sarah Vance is in the green room right now watching you. So, I mean, maybe we should come back and have a whole show about Homer as well. And and you, you oh. g- give me their contact info. We'll have them on the program talking about it as well. And, you know, we'll, we're going to, we're going to franchise. It's a free franchise for my house. We're going to franchise it out everywhere and make it, and yeah, make it work. I everywhere. love it. And I love Sarah Vance. We've, uh, we're actually, this will be our second year of traveling to Juneau to advocate for human trafficking legislation. Would you believe, Michael, that last year, Sarah invited us to, to testify at a Senate hearing um, and and look at uh, what was happening in Juneau around human trafficking. And every office that we went to, there was a group from San Francisco that was trying to advocate for legalizing prostitution that went right behind <laughs> us. And so in the Senate hearing, uh, Gwen Adams, who testified before I did, said, you can look anywhere in the world and everywhere that they've legalized prostitution, human trafficking has blown up. It's gone through the roof. And one of the senators that was in that hearing actually stopped the hearing with his iPad and said, wait a minute, she's telling the truth. There are a lot of us that have been hearing about how legalizing prostitution is the solution. I'm I'm looking at Google and the top three uh, returns are saying it it traffic ex, trafficking explodes when you legalize right. prostitution. Right. So we it was a goat rope. We were blown away. I had no idea that that was what we were up against. Yeah. Well, you guys are fighting the good fight. And yeah, so stay in contact. Get me the information for the folks in Homer. We'll interview them and everything else. Michelle Overstreet, myhousematsu.org. Michelle, thanks so much for coming on board. Merry Christmas to you. Thank Thanks you. for having me, wish, Michael. Wish everybody there a Merry Christmas from us here uh, because we'll do. It, you guys are doing God's work out there, and I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. I see Sarah Vance is in the chat, is in the green room. Uh, I'm going to assume everything's good because that's I, I'm out of time. I got to go. We're going we're gonna to be back here in just a minute. We'll jump right back into it with Sarah Vance. And, uh, Michelle, you can hang out in the green room. It's fine. Here we go. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio, Hour 2 right now.
Put that thing back in its holster. We haven't gone anywhere. I don't understand. Check out the MichaelDukesShow.com for information on how to get access to the podcast. Welcome to the party, pal. The, the Michael Dukes Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Live around the world on the internet at MichaelDukesShow.com and across the state of Alaska on this, your favorite radio station and or FM translator. It's hour two of the Michael Dukes Show, uh, Wednesday edition, only 11, 12, 11 more sleeps till Christmas. 11 more It. Geez, maybe I should go Christmas shopping and get that done. I don't know. Uh, welcome back to the program, and thanks for coming in and joining us. Of course, it is the holidays, which reminds us that the holiday recipe contest is up right now on the Facebook page. We've had some more recipes. We didn't ask Michelle. Michelle's still in the green room. I think she's listening. If Michelle's listening, she should put up her fam- fam- favorite family recipe on the Facebook page and uh, and share it with us, which is what we've all done. And, of course, we're going to be figuring that out. You have until the 19th and then on the 20th, which is one week from today, which will be my last day of broadcast for the year, the winner will be announced. Uh, and that is the winner is the – well, you're all winners, but you know what I mean. The person with the most likes and thumbs up. I mean, we're all going to get participation trophies. But it's – somebody is going to win big time uh, this year – I got two prizes. You get your choice. Uh, The runner-up gets the remainder. Uh, You either get a bag of beer, curler coffee, and a 6 o'clock club coffee mug, or two certificates to point-blank firearms and self-defense in Matsu for a basic pistol course. So you and a friend can go check out. I have a basic. It's it's a $250 value. It's not a bad deal. So you should go check. So if you win, you get the choice of which one you want, and uh, it should be uh, fun stuff. Speaking of holiday recipe contests, um, one young lady won the holiday recipe contest uh, last go around, and that would be Representative Sarah Vance, who joins us this morning to talk about it. She uh, she she won with it was, it was a Kentucky bourbon blue ribbon. It was a delicious pie. It was amazing. And she uh, is the winner. Hello. Good morning there, sunshine. How are you? Good morning. And it's Kentucky Derby pie. Kentucky Derby pie. It was amazing. My wife, it was, yeah, it was great. And this is why we do the holiday recipe contest, so we can all share our secret family recipes that everybody loves and make the Christmas brighter for everybody. Are you going to post up something this year? Are you posting up something new? Well, you know, I've had people email me asking for the Kentucky Derby pie. So I think I'm going to have to post it. I'm going to have to share my super secret recipe because all the chatter on your page has been people emailing my representative email saying, please share your recipe. So oh. I, I think it's a winner still. I think it's it could still be a winner. That is the fact. She could win twice in a row. It, it's, I'm not going to disallow it because – it was amazing, um, and uh, I still get throughout the year. I get I get emails um, 
talking about my dad's brown sugar bourbon ham that I've talked about and my grandma face pumpkin pie. And I've had two or three emails about my grandfather's eggnog, which I have never posted the recipe for, but I will. Um, but yeah, people, they, there's they, something about food that just brings people together. You know what I mean? And that is just amazing. Yes. My daughter was in Illinois with friends for Thanksgiving because she's uh, out of state and wanted the recipe and I gave it to her and she said, mom, it's different than what yours. And I'm like, Oh, I, I, oh. I do a little something different. Sarah Vance, that's not right. Okay. I mean, the whole <laughs> point of this, and this is what, I mean, I don't get mad, but I get a little frustrated. People are like, I'm like, oh, this is delicious. I'd like to get the recipe for this. And they're like, oh, my grandmother made me on her deathbed said, we can't share this with that. And I'm like, why? Who does that benefit? Do you get to feel superior in the fact that you, why? Everybody should share that joy and that love. Yes, it's my grandma phase pumpkin pie recipe and it's a secret recipe, but it's a, it's, I'm sharing it with everybody because everybody should feel that kind of joy. You know what I mean? Why would you hold back the secret ingredient, Sarah? That's just not right. Well, it's more like, do we have this on hand or do we have this on hand? How generous do you want to be with the bourbon? Oh, you got to measure with love. I mean, no matter what the ingredient is, <laughs> chocolate, bourbon, brown sugar, whatever it is, you got to measure with love, you know? Well, there and... was one year that I accidentally put twice as much vanilla and twice as much bourbon. And I tell you, that pie would knock your socks off. And, and... <laughs> And that's the pie that everybody loved. That's the, of course it is. It's got, it's got twice the good stuff in it, twice the gasoline in that. That thing is, ooh, it's on fire. It's great stuff. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, and that's it's just it's so great. It it really is when you can share that kind of joy and memory and and coming together. And I don't know what it is about food that I mean, we all have to eat, you know. Um, but there's just something about food. You know, have you ever told somebody, well, I'm going such and such place. I'm going to Kalamazoo. I don't know, wherever it is. And somebody will always go, oh, I've been there. While you're there, you got to try, you know, Ma's Griddle or something, you know, someplace down there. And you're like, oh, really? That, it's just something about that that people are like, oh, you've. It, it's such a great thing to share. It's such a great thing to let your guard down and just enjoy yourself. And that's what this is kind of all about, right? I mean, this reminds us, this kind of reminds us of that. Yes, it's the hug on the inside. It is a hug on the inside and the padding on the outside. I mean, what can I say? That's uh, that's how we that's how we do it around here. Um, Some of more hugs than others. I know. Hey, I deserve the hugs. That's all I'm saying right now. I'm not too shy to say to say that. Um, so she's going to repost. People are in the thing are already like, oh, she's got to repost it. She said she's going to repost it. Well, Just make a note. Just make a note, whatever she writes in there, double the vanilla and bourbon, okay? <laughs> double the vanilla and bourbon, and it'll be fine. Um, it'll be it'll be delicious, um, and, and it's amazing. So, Sarah, you know, I just uh I just wanted to bring you on and no you know, no political agenda, no nothing else. I I'm I was just I was laughing because somebody said earlier, said, Oh, the governor's budget drops this week and everything else. And I'm like, Yeah, uh, you know what? I'm not even going to talk about it until the 2nd of January. I already told Brad next week because Brad's like, well, I can talk about the budget because it'll come out on Friday and by Tuesday. And I'm like, no, no, it's not going to be the weekly top three. It's going to be the Christmas top three this Tuesday. We're going to talk about the three favorite Christmas things. So we're not, we're, I'm just so ready 
you know, you reach that end of the year and you're like, <clears throat> most of the stories are nothing burgers. And that if it is political, it's just kind of, he said, she said, blah, 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 blah. you know, everybody's great. I just want to feel Christmas. Are you a person that feels Christmas all the time? Or are you kind of like some years you're real good and then some years you're eh, not quite so good? How do you feel about it? I, I get annoyed that now in the stores. <laughs> I get you, it. The look on her like, face, folks, on radio, you can't see. Know, but the look on her face when she's like, I'm annoyed. I'm expecting this week that we'll see Valentine's, you know, candy oh, yeah. oh, for yeah. sale in the grocery store, right? Can't they just be in the moment? Do we have to get two months in advance of holidays anymore? Be be in the moment. Like, let's enjoy where yeah. we're at. Yeah, we're already living life on fast forward. Let's just let's just savor. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I mean, when you start seeing, my daughter used to work for Michael's, the craft store, and she'd be like, "It's amazing." She goes, "You know, we get Halloween stuff early September, and by the first week of October, all the Halloween stuff's gone, and we're already selling Christmas and Thanksgiving stuff." And I'm like, "It's just, I mean, we." Can't get- can we just slow down for a minute and be like, can we just take a breath? Can we just take a breath and enjoy it? Uh, Do people plan ahead on any other area of their life like that? Right. I, I know. wish they did. Well, no, it would be amazing if they would plan ahead that far in their life, right? You know, it was the old, I I used the thing that we were talking to a cruise expert the other day. And I said uh, that I saw a stat one time that said more people's uh, most, uh, more people spend more time on planning their two-week vacation than they do their retirement. And I'm like, what? That was an actual statistic at one point about 15 years ago. They spend more time planning their two-week vacation than they do their retirement at the age. And I'm just like, okay, all right, people, we need to plan things out. Yes, I get it, you know, but let's let's kind of think about it. I'm one of those people that, like, uh, some years I am totally into the Christmas spirit. And, and then other years I'm like, oh, this was nice, but you know, I'm just, you know, I'm kind of mad, but, and I don't know if it's, so now I'm always trying to force myself into it, which I don't know if it's good or bad, but I'm always trying to just jettison all the stuff that just takes away from that joy. Uh, There's just something about Christmas, uh, you know, family now, I mean, you know, you've got your family there, you know, raised the whole thing, but there are a lot of people who are far away and they can't do it so they got to do it on their own they got to kind of make that christmas family time and spirit on their own it could be tough especially up here in alaska especially if you're a transplant from somewhere else well i isn't that the beauty of alaska is that we have always taken in friends as if they're family i think that's part of who we are as alaskans and for me it feels awkward when i can't invite some of those friends if my mom is doing something you know, at her house, she just wants us kids and grandkids. And I'm like, but what about, but they're, they're family. And she doesn't feel the same way about it because she just wants her immediate family because they've been, you know, out living life. And she wants everyone at home, just like it was when we were growing up. And, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm like more the merrier. Let's, let's bring in the, the ones who don't have their big family nearby. No, I, exactly. I remember one, um, one Thanksgiving we had three or four people over that were kind of, they were, they were single. They didn't have, you know, the people that we'd met or known. And that was a fun, that was a fun time. I mean, it's just such a fun time to have other people over and enjoy yourselves. 
uh, especially people who are alone during the holidays, you know, that, that don't have family, that have come up here to work and they're 3,000 miles away from everybody they know or love. And sure, it would be nice to have the holidays of yesteryear. I mean, when I was growing up, <clears throat> now my whole family obviously is from Fairbanks, and we would have our family, you know, our, our immediate family, mom and dad and us and the kids, you know, all the kids together. But then on Christmas Day, then we'd go over to a relative's house and it was always rotating between the three main siblings of the of the of the family. And man, there'd be 35 people there at these big Christmas parties. You know, we go sledding and we'd have presents and we, you know, and and things change. And that slowly morphed out after my grandparents died and things, you know, it it, it kind of changed a little bit. But it's still that good feeling, and and it although it may change, you you can make it how you can make it good wherever it's at, right? Well, that's the point. I was just talking to my daughter about that last night. That it just you know we celebrate Hanukkah and lighting the the candles of the menorah, and uh, she's like it, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like it. You know, she's she's wanting all of the merriment and the baking and the smells and the decorations and and the all the whimsy of this entire month. And I said and I was I was holding her close and I said, this is it right here. This is that holiday feeling. And all of us as family were he, were here. The cookies were out. You know, she's done some decorating and things like that. And it's like we don't have my oldest Hannah here yet, um, but what what is it? Think about the people who are away from home or the hostages in in Israel, right? Right. Or right, the Israeli right. hostages, wherever wherever it is that they don't have all the whimsy and merriment, they they still get to enjoy the holiday. And let's let's remember what all of this is really about. Right. And we hold our loved ones close, right? Right. That's where we get the warm feels. That's why our moms want their kids and grandkids and nobody else around. They, they want you to themselves and <laughs> uh, <laughs> they don't share with anybody at that point because they they're like, I just, I just want to hold my babies close. Right. And, you know, just taking that moment. Right. Right. And wherever, whatever it is, we just, we just want to have that moment of, being able to enjoy that hot cup of cocoa, that special cookie, you know, under the sparkly lights together. Yeah. And, and that's the warm feels, right? I agree. I agree. And, and by the way, those people that want all their family all to themselves, those are the same people that don't share their recipes. Okay. I'm telling you, there's something wrong with them. They should day day. That's a problem. I'm right there. Uh, all right. Sarah Vance is our guest. Uh, we're going to continue with her here in just a minute, and uh, we'll continue our holiday discussion uh, with Sarah Vance uh, from Homer, and we'll be back with more. It is The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. It's The Michael Dukes Show. Oh, yeah, feeling this holiday thing. Give me some nog. You can fake your holiday spirit, or you can just try to find it for real. Happy holidays. Good luck with that. Streaming live every weekday morning, 6 to 9 a.m. on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Give me that holiday nog. Oh, yeah. That's the good stuff right there. Uh, Sarah Vance, our guest in the thing. Um... (laughs) 
Oh, Harold, I just, I pray for you, my friend. I pray, I pray for you. Okay. Harold, have you had an eggnog latte? Oh, That's oh man. Eggnog latte. I know mm. a lot of people talk about pumpkins. It's PSL season, man. It's PSL season. Yeah. I'm ready to go. And I'm like, no, no, no eggnog latte that's that's the real stuff right there i'm a little bit of a connoisseur of eggnog do you remember i'm dating myself here do you remember uh matt nuska made eggnog oh 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 it was legit i I, it is Mm -hmm. it's totally right and and when the i i'll i have an embarrassing story to tell you when the dairy closed i was so mad that i literally for about three or four weeks i attempted to track down somebody who worked who had worked there so that i could get the recipe for that eggnog that's how bad i wanted it because it was just right it was just thick it had the spices it was just you know it wasn't this kind of runny crap that you get at the store these days you know it was i can can still see the the packet carton in my mind oh yeah with the with with the that special the girl with the parka and the ice skates i mean i can remember the whole thing i mean it's just you know and um, I'm, that's one of my major disappointments to this day is that I was never able to capture the the recipe for Matt Nuska made eggnog. And I know it's baited industrial Someone. batches, but huh? Someone has that secret, Michael. Someone, Someone has, has it. it. Between that and <laughs> the Foodland, Foodland made a cinnamon pull-apart loaf for years that my grandmother used to buy for the weekends, and we'd have it on the weekends. And it was in this square little loaf pan. It was like monkey bread, only it was like to the 10th level. I mean, it was, you know, and and I also tried to find that recipe. <clears throat> I was never able to do it after Foodland got bought up by cars. That was before they were cars, you know. And uh, so those are the two recipes. If I ever am able to find those recipes, I will share it with the world, you know, because they are just, it's so good. But yeah, <clears throat> something about drinking that eggnog and just hanging out and feeling the, like you said, sitting there under the lights, feeling the, feeling the spirit, feeling that love and the joy and being thankful. I think that's really what it is for me. It's that I feel that thankfulness as I sit there with my family for just what we have, all the other stuff, you know, the April 15th tax deadline and the things and my hangnail and everything else, it just kind of all goes away. Right. I mean, that's, 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 I think that's what it is. It's the thankfulness. Yes. And we slow down a little bit more to love on our family and friends. Yeah. We focus on what's really important. See, that's the thing with today. And again, not to get too political, but we have, we going to do it, Michael. No, we reach that. We reach that phase in our lives and technology where we are just constantly inundated by stuff and things and news and ads and you know it's just like it's just going by us so fast i mean we feel like we're you know going at light speed the whole time and and it's like times like this that just allow us to slow down and be like i can enjoy this warm moment you know it's like a it's like a frozen crystallized moment in time where i can just i can enjoy and not have guilt and not have worry and just for that and maybe it's an maybe it's an illusion maybe but it feels so good it feels so good right there to be right there doesn't it it does uh jeff and i prioritized early before we ever had children we said that we wanted dinner time to be sacred and especially friday night dinner as a family because we knew that as our children got older and they were going to be involved in different things that 
we for sure needed to have at least one dinner a week that was sacred, that it was family time that we would prioritize and stop everything and make it special. And we've been able to carry that on. Now we're not perfect, obviously. And there are things that are beyond our control, but that has been a way that we've kept that same holiday feeling of just being able to slow down with each other as a family and give each other that love every every week well and that's a brilliant idea i mean we you know i was talking to terry the other day and like you know all my kids are all they're growing they're grown they're you know and so it is it's harder for us you know to have you know we might have a sit down dinner once a month and that's a that's a tough thing we need to have more of that it is definitely important sarah vance is our guest we're going to continue here the michael duke show common sense liberty based free thinking radio let's do this Yeah, that's my jam. That's my jam right there. All right. We're feeling it. We're feeling the holiday spirit. That's right. Sarah Vance is our guest. Uh, It's on this beautiful Wednesday. Yes, I know. It's snowed. Schools are closed down here. Not in the Matsu, because we're tougher in the Matsu. Um, But, you know, better than Anchorage. They closed down all their schools and everything. I'm still going to work. I don't know what your guys' problem is. Uh, but anyway, here we are uh, talking about uh, talking about the holidays and getting a feel. Sarah Vance and I were just talking about it. we we were just talking during the commercial break that Matsu eggnog. So if any or not uh, Matt Nuskamade eggnog, if anybody out there has a friend or a family member that worked for Matt Nuskamade and can get me that recipe, I will be your friend forever. I'm just saying I will be your friend forever. So uh, feel free to feel free to share that with me anytime you want. Um, all right, Sarah. So walk me through your holiday preparations. So you're getting ready for the holidays. You don't get started in September like some of these people, right? You know, you know. So, so walk me through your holiday preparations. What? Uh, how does it start for you guys? What's your? You know, what's your? What's your prep? And 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 walk us through it here. Well, as a as a mom who's been on a budget, you know, four children, I shop early. <laughs> I try to shop ahead. Now that is one thing I do early. And then I stash. Well, I've gotten to the place where I'm like, ooh, that looks, that would be a great gift. And it's on sale right now. And then I stash it in my closet and forget. Oh man, how many of us? I know. I'll open it up. I'll go, oh, I was supposed to give that to him. This is like, this is like July. I'm like, oh, that was supposed to, oh, okay. I guess for this Christmas, you know. So I at least started stashing in the same place. I used to have to hide different places so my children wouldn't find it. But now my closet's just so messy that I don't think they even notice anymore. So I, I try to shop ahead and I, I feel really proud of myself if I can get that done by Black Friday. I've totally failed in that the past several years because I'm so busy now. Like I was that judgmental mom that was like, I don't see how moms just can't get it together now i know uh now i know 
So I'm, I, I still have some gifts it? to go. That's yes. I'm, I, yes, I'm guilty of judging other moms. <laughs> Judgy McJudgerson over here. Oh, I'm you should just early shopping, <laughs> you know, the baking from scratch, right. you know, it, uh, so if I, I like to get that done ahead of time, have it thoughtful, I, I knit. So if I can, I feel like a, a super achiever, if I can knit gifts for my family, um, I started, I started something for one of my family members and I haven't gotten very far. The last item took me all year for oh, my daughter. Oh man. Oh man. You gotta get, you gotta, you know, I'm, Gotta up your knitting game at that point. My oh, wife. I'm feeling like you know, we were just we were we were quick on the budget this year. What can I say? I know. My wife no. my wife may she knits socks every year for everybody in the family. All these beautiful, these really colorful socks, you know. And uh and I'll be we'll be watching something and I look over and she's like you know, she's I'm I'm like, are you watching? He goes, Yes, I'm watching. I gotta get this. I mean, she's gonna make she's gonna make nine pairs of socks or something for all the kids and grand, you know, the the in-laws and everything. And I'm just like, she's just, I gotta get it done. You know, so but yeah. It it becomes an obsession, yeah. right? We're like, no, I enjoy this. Yeah, this is so so yes, exactly. I enjoy this. Ooh, you know, she's frustrated. But uh, you know, getting the gifts done every now, baking, you mentioned baking. Do you get started baking early? Do you bake all throughout the month or do you have like uh, one one baking you just you get it done and then it all goes into Tupperware? What what what's the deal here? No, no. It is turned into my mom gives me the list and says, You're bringing this <laughs> and you're making this. <laughs> And, and then I'm like, okay, I've got to, I've got to do this because, you know, I'll be in trouble with mom if I don't do this. And I have all these aspirations of having, you know, the cute cookie, the sweater cookies, you know, oh, that yeah. are the shape of a oh, yeah. sweater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see them on Pinterest that it shows all the cute little stitches. Like I have aspirations. It never happens. It it never happens. I have cute little nutcracker cake mold shapes, you know, because my I'm a dance mom. We're a nutcracker for the past seven years. Right, I think right. I've made them one time. Right, right. So the fact that I can achieve the Kentucky Derby pie is a feat itself. Bring and on the pie. Bring on the pie. Bring on the pie. You know, because pie, you can just put all the ingredients in one bowl. Yeah. Did anybody tell you that? You it's can so put simple. them all in one bowl. Just sit just there. Just pour and that sucker in. You know, you just put a little bit more bourbon, and everybody thinks you're great. I know everybody thinks you are amazing. Is what's going on with that? Uh, you know, it's it's funny because Tara would be like, "Oh, I think I want to make these cookies this year," and I've and I'm like, "Okay." I'm like, yeah, okay. And then she's like, oh, I didn't make those cookies this year. Oh, yeah, I know. I was waiting for them. You know, <laughs> they're, you know, moms are busy. You know, you're homeschooling all these kids and everything else. I can understand. I mean, I never hold it against her or anything. But yeah, because I mean, when you look at the, she's like, I want to make this and this. And, and then my daughter got the bug. My daughter is a baker and a, and a, and a cook. She, that's one of the things she loves. And that girl will go, I'll walk into the kitchen one day and there'll be 17 different types of cookies in there. Unfortunately, Unfortunately, there's only like a dozen of 17 different kinds of cookies because I want to try them. I'm, you should triple these batches. These are amazing. You know, what's your what's your favorite uh, holiday uh, baking thing? I mean, the pie. We know the pie. The pie is great. But what what's your favorite baking thing uh, that you love uh, or, you know, for for the holidays? To eat or to bake? 
both. Give me both. Give me both. You got time for both. Give me give me one or the other. Because I know sometimes that stuff is difficult to bake, but it's also delicious. So I don't want to, you know. So my mom, my mom is the super, she's the super mom. She's the one that has like the 12 days of Christmas sugar cookies, fully decorated, by the way. She has the pumpkin nut rolls, the cream cheese braids. Like she does it all. And her house is immaculate and decorated to the nines. She's just that mom. Well, she has no kids or anything else around at the time. So maybe that's... Actually, actually, she has now enlisted my children to oh, help her. Oh, okay. Because she pulls them for me, remember? Right. And, you know, she has them like this assembly line. They come in, got all the aprons on. She has the assembly line of someone's dipping, someone's sprinkling. It's It's a whole little Santa's workshop in there. Her cream cheese braids my family will fight over oh. like there was a conspiracy at Thanksgiving of who took two slices from the cream cheese braid that she set aside and smushed it, smushed it back together and arranged it to where you couldn't supposedly tell if, but she knew she knew two slices were gone. Took just enough of the twist to be able to merge it back together to make it look like it was under together, put the cellophane like perfect, you know, and and it was this whole, she was, it was an inquiry. Everyone had the light bulb swinging over their head that morning at breakfast. Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition at breakfast. Who ate them? It's, so, it's so good though. Well, see, now I got a, a cream cheese braid. Maybe cream that's, braid. maybe that's a recipe that Sarah should post to the. You know, I might be able to do that. Yeah. I might okay. be able to do that. I'll fight Mama Vance on that if we need to, but I uh, just, you know, cream cheese. I, I'd love me a, gre- a great cream cheese Danish or something like I mean, That's just, oh, yeah. So and good. those you can make ahead and freeze and oh. pull them out and they're still as amazing. Like cold, warm, I don't care. Yeah. No, you know, delicious. They're, they're ones that you can make ahead. Yeah. And I have made them, I have made them myself so, and been almost like my mom's. Okay. So that was, so that's the one you love to eat, right? Is the cream cheese braid. So what's the one you love to make? This is the pie. Come on. <laughs> She's going to say it's the pie. <laughs> I don't, there's something about pie, right? Because if you feel a little extra, you you can get you can get creative and artistic with the crust. <laughs> exactly. Right? Okay. All right. Yeah. Look at me. I, I mean, put I put artistic fork marks on the crust. It's beautiful. I just went a little extra, and then I poured some more bourbon in, and it was fine. It was. <laughs> no, no, you can do the thumbprints. You know. No, I, 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 there's like beautiful leaves and and things yeah, I, like that. You yeah. can really really make some beauty on a pie crust, but. You know, I I will say I've 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 gotten creative with the fork lately because at that point I'm like I have more to baking to do. Yeah, you know, exactly. just go the different little chicken feet with the with the fork that'll right. work. Just do it with a chicken foot. That'll make it really interesting. <laughs> uh, it'll be fantastic. So it'll be great. Uh, so uh, so Chris, and then you guys have the big so to the to do right. So we're we're walking through Christmas. You got the gifts. You're starting on the baking. Um, you know, you got, uh, so you guys are lighting the candles. Well, I'm forgot assuming... decorating. Oh, forgot decorating. Hit me with the decorating here. Yeah, so the decorating right after Thanksgiving, we have to pull everything out and we have ours in totes and it's this whole deal of finding all the totes. You have to shift one holiday decoration to the other. Is it in the same totes? Where was that thing? And then I don't know about, I don't know about other people, but I have fabric for that holiday 
that I aspire to make like tablecloths and cute little things, they're still a scrap. They're still, and I'm like, you know what? We don't need finished edges. Just put it on the table. It, it looks beautiful. Yeah, it just really doesn't need, exactly. Just flap it over. We're not going to seam it. We're not going to edge it. We're not going to do anything. Just throw it over the table. It'll look beautiful. Don't worry it, about it. It'll look beautiful. It'll be great. <laughs> look yeah, at- I'm so bad. Like I was that, I was that homemaker that had everything all done and planned out. I sewed my curtains. Right. I sewed my daughter's dresses. You know, like it didn't, I had the matching apron for in the kitchen. And I did all of those things. I can't, I made my own grape jelly from my grapevine, oh, wow. you know, and now I'm just like, you know, Pillsbury works. Yeah, no, exactly. Look at that. Hey, look, Kraft, they've got a brand new jelly. Oh, that's fine. That'll go right in the cart. That'll be fine. <laughs> you want new drapes? Here's the card, honey. Go down to Walmart and make that happen. Yeah. <laughs> You know? <laughs> it's amazing what happens when we get busy, right? So we do the de- oh. we do the decorating, and then uh, you guys, of course, you got to uh, uh, you light the candle, right, for the menorah and everything, uh, and uh, Christmas time, and I mean everything. So walk us through all that too. Are you me- are you are you doing everything hundred percent one way? Are you meshing it? What are you? Do you have a tree? What what's your what's your what's your uh, 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 procedure there? So. Uh, we started celebrating Hanukkah about a decade ago, and it's really an incredible story. And um, so we do that. And my my kids love it because it's eight days <laughs> instead of just one day when <laughs> you're let down. Yeah. And then and then we go to my mom's house and and do Christmas with the family. And so it, we get like a full month of holiday, but. Hanukkah is just, uh, it's become even more meaningful, especially in light of the conflict in Israel and just right. kind of remember, like, it's a, it, if you haven't looked at the story of the Maccabees and standing up for their faith, it's, it's pretty, a, it's a really cool story. Right, right. Uh, so my kids like to, to enact that and everything, but uh, we, you know, my mom is uh as far as like when we get together for big holiday dinners i'm telling you she gives me the list and i just say yes nana and usually since and she goes well since you have the most people in your family i need you to make the turkey and to bring okay and so we're (laughs) and jeff is really great about like he's that guy who will get up at 6 a.m and start the turkey and do all the the things ahead of time and I, you know, I sleep in and I, you know, I come in and I, I just make it look. Yeah. exactly. What's the plotter? He can throw, throw down food for an army. And uh, I'm the one who adds spices and, 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 you know, all of the, the extra on top. He's your sous chef. He's your prep chef is what you're saying. He you, absolutely you, is. You, you come and in. Is, this is a great team because uh, cooking is something that I don't enjoy baking. You know, that's that one's a lot more fun, you right, know, right. Um, and when people aren't relying on it to live, they enjoy it. Right. Oh, right? yeah. No, this is not just food for sustenance. This is food for the enjoyment of of the uh, of the food for sure. Uh, all right. Sarah Vance is our guest. We're up against a break. We're going to continue here. What, one more. One more deal. One more deal. Don't go anywhere. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense. Liberty Base. Free Thinking Radio. It's 
the Michael Dukes Show. Oh, it's a magical Christmas time again. Your kids are counting on you. Yeah, Dad! Now, if only someone would do something for you. Honey, headache! Oh. Streaming live every weekday morning, 6 to 9 a.m. on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Sarah Vance is our guest. I haven't laughed this much in so long. Oh, she's 100% right, though, right? It's like, oh, you got to bring all this day here. Mom says, and then she appropriates all the troops for her own thing. And then you're like, I'm doing it all alone. What's going on here? What, you know? How did you know, Michael? I, I could see it. I could see it happening. I could just see it happening. She's like, oh, I'm going to appropriate all your troops and good luck with your whole list. Well, well, I've got. All your kids over here doing the work. Oh, 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 oh man. But I tell you what, my children know my mom's secret recipes. And, oh. and that, my oldest daughter has her secret uh, scone recipe. And man, my mom's scone recipe, it it's, it's that perfect tender, you know, fluffiness. And uh, my oldest daughter, Hannah, has that she learned that when she was in elementary school and can make it just like my mom did so you know i have them as toddlers learning how to bake southern biscuits so there is an advantage right. i have to relinquish them but then they can come home and bake the goodies the way nana does and and carry on you know the right. secret and and i still get baked goods carry on the secret what is with the secret recipes i'm just saying that's just not right it's not very Christian of people to be like, I'm going to, this is my favorite thing. It's forever. But grandma said, I could never give you the recipe. Sorry. Have a nice day. Jesus loves you. No, he <laughs> doesn't because you're not giving me the recipe. I mean, it's just. You know what I think it is? I think it, part of it is they just grab it by the hand and stick it in. Yeah. And they don't remember. They just kind of improvise. I think I, I agree. My mom. Yeah, no, I it's agree true. with that. I think some of those secret family recipes are just, I'm making stuff up as I go along. Oh, that looks good. I'll throw some of this and throw that. And there is no, you know, I think there's sometimes they're just too embarrassed to say, I really don't know how much of everything goes in. I just put it in until it looks good, you know? So, I, but hey, if it works, teach me. I will be your Padawan. Teach me. Yes. You know, I will, I will come and learn, you know, I'll use half my hand because your hands are smaller than mine when I drop stuff in or whatever. It's you know? not the same, Michael. <laughs> not the same. <laughs> my mom's iced tea always tasted better than everyone else's. Oh, well. So everyone wanted to drink out of my mom's iced tea glass. <laughs> it's the love. It's the love. It, it's the love, you know, uh, but I know the secret ingredient. Oh, my, my son's saying he knows the secret ingredient. Well, better not say it on the radio oh, because, man. Better not. <laughs> but I, when, I, when I first got married, I told my mom the one thing that I really wanted from her was a cookbook of her recipes. She's like, what? Because if you went to her box, it was an, a receipt that she wrote on the back of <laughs> in cursive that's faded with oil, Crisco spots on it. And it would say like a bag of powdered sugar, a stick of margarine, you know, right. a box of jello. Mom, what is this? How much is this? Well, it's just a bag of that. Yeah. Well, what do you mean? 
Just a little bit. I know. I had a when I left the house. I had. Uh, I I did it. I took it upon myself to to. I got this little card, spiral bound card thing, and I wrote down all my favorite recipes and left. And I was looking at it the other day. Now that's forty years ago. I've had this little. The cards are falling out of it because it was perforated. Because I was an idiot. I shouldn't have gotten the perforated ones. You know, and uh, and I'm looking at it. And I'm like, Oof, I'm glad I wrote some of these down because I couldn't. And, and good thing I've made them enough that I can. I don't have to read it because it's got splattered stuff all over it and everything else. Oh, man. So what? here's the burning question for many people is Christmas, turkey or ham? That's the question. Turkey. Turkey. Because, because again, yeah. our family does the, the uses yeah. leftovers yeah. to make the chicken enchiladas. Okay, chicken. Well, they're turkey enchiladas then. They're not chicken Sorry. enchiladas. They're turkey. Sorry. turkey enchiladas. <laughs> but it's like it has cream cheese and flour tortillas. So it's it's more of a a blonde enchilada, and it's it's almost like we've had to argue with my mom saying just skip the traditional dinner. Let's go straight to that because it's so good. And she holds out. She's like, no way, not going to do it. You have to wait. <laughs> Just no, you get it. You know, we do the turkey for Thanksgiving, <clears throat> and then we do the bourbon and brown sugar ham for Christmas, and then sometimes I do a bourbon and brown sugar ham for New Year's because, and then I may do one for Easter because I might like the bourbon and brown sugar ham. But last year we ended up doing uh, uh, for the first year ever we did prime rib, um, mm. and that was that was a cool that was a nice change you know for that thing, but. Yeah, you got to have that main meat. I get my turkey at Thanksgiving, and then this year I cooked two turkeys. I cooked one, and then two days later I cooked another because it was I just wanted more turkey. Uh, we Terry makes a turkey tetrazzini, which is a cheesy cream noodle with the leftover turkey. So good. So good. Um, all right. <clears throat> and then Harold says, 40, you're only 51. Okay, Harold, so let's keep up. I'm 54, and I said nearly 40 years. Because I left the house when I was 17. So, hey, do the math, buddy. You don't know everything. Surprise! All right, uh, here we go. We're jumping back into it. The Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Oh, bah humbug. Here we go. All right, we're continuing with Sarah Vance. We're talking about holiday stuff. All right, um, music. I mean, that's, I just laid down some funky jams there. That's not something I would listen to all the time, but I, I do dig me some, for bumper music, it makes good stuff. So d- music, do you guys, you got a Christmas, you got a favorite Christmas? What's what's your what's your favorite Christmas uh, music? What are you doing? Well, this music is much like what the Homer Nutcracker uses in in their show and we we participated in uh nutcracker my daughters have been dancing uh i think for the last seven or eight it's been eight years now i think and i i'm a you know the green room mom backstage helping out with that and they have some of the coolest tunes uh but they i heard the battle scene i didn't get to see it. it was backstage 
shame on me, the battle scene this year in the Homer Nutcracker was epic. And they use a lot of the similar music that you you were just playing. So, right. yes, little, we start with that. I have tech. all of the traditional, I have those traditional songs in my head nonstop from being a Nutcracker mom. So I'm just like, I, I'm over it by time we actually, I'm like, no, I, no more, <laughs> just no more because I, I go to bed with those tunes in my head. <laughs> and so I, I just, I'm like, no, I, I can't, I can't take it anymore. Right. I, I run from the, the songs. Right. You know, um, although there's, there's some of the fun, you know, I put on some of the classics like, um, uh, you know, from the Rat Pack. And, oh, yeah, um, yeah. Sinatra, Martin, right? Martin. I mean, absolutely, Sinatra. those are great. Bing Crosby, of course, Nat King Cole. Of course, Bing. You know, you know Harry Connick Jr. Uh, Harry Connick Jr. does a bunch of standards, and Michael yeah. Bublé does a bunch of standards that are amazing as well. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's... I, I think no one gets tired of those as easily as, as some of the others. Yeah, no, absolutely. Now, do you, how about uh, how about uh, how about movies? Do you do because my wife, my my wife, she the other day we were sitting down. She goes, okay. She brings out a list. She goes, okay. So here's what we got to watch. We got to watch Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, and we got to watch It's a Wonderful Life. We got to watch Elf. We got to watch a Muppet Christmas Carol. We got you know she's she's just going through the list. A Christmas of, Story. A Christmas. You know, that's one that I never got into. I've seen that like three times my whole life. And it's just one that I know that's sacrilegious to some people, but I'm like, I just never got into that. I don't know why, but it was just not one that I've watched a whole lot of. But a lot of people, that is their Christmas go-to. Well, and and the funny thing is, remember when we were kids, there was TBS and and they edited out like all the all the things that we didn't know were there as as a kid when we would watch these shows on TV. And so you think we're going to watch this as if we'll rent this and watch it as a family with our young, innocent children. Oops. And all of a sudden there's all the expletives that you didn't know existed. I was that mom. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was so disappointed in myself. So disappointed in myself. <clears throat> you know, yeah. My poor innocent little Hannah going, <gasps> oh, you know, mama. I can't believe they said that. Uh, all right. So Christmas story, um, um, you know, White Christmas. Oh, yes. Danny Kaye. Oh, yes. Danny, yeah, Danny Kaye and, uh, and Bing Crosby and uh, Rosemary Clooney. I mean, what a great a Holiday Inn, White Christmas. Um, the new classic for us, of course, is Elf, which, I mean, yes. you, Elf. Swirly, twirly gumdrops. Wait, wait a second. Twenty years what elf is 20 no. years old um, no way we were just doing we were doing the uh we were just doing this night uh, 2003 elf came out in 2003 i know i, I know what? i know i had to google it like i was like my wife was like you don't realize this i'm like what she's like 20 years old i guess that makes it a classic already i mean but <laughs> Wow. But here, here's a, here's a little, I have some homework for people Okay. To see if they notice. You have to count how many American flags you spot in the movie Elf. How many? Okay. Uh, uh, uh. There's, I imagine there's a lot of them. It's in New York city and it's, yeah, I imagine it'll be quite a few of them. So, all right. But it's one that you would not think of as doing the subliminal 
patriotism. Wow. Okay. I'll think about it. I'll I'll take a look at that number. We were just going to, we started watching it the other night and then we got off on something. So we'll have to watch it again and, uh, and, and uh, get squared away. It's a wonderful life. Yes, but not every year. Oh, you know, sometimes if you're just, you got to be ready for it. Oh, that movie makes me cry so much. Oh, yeah, I mean, it a, does. And I'm a manly man, but I could admit within the first 20 minutes of that movie, I've already shed a couple tears. And by the end it of it, I'm just It always gets you. Oh, it always so does. Good. So good. Sometimes you just want to have the silliness of Elf and not the harsh reality of life. Like well, I know, I know. It's a wonderful life. Yeah. Well, and then, of course, Frank Capra, of course, uh, is the genius behind that one. And then uh, uh, Cary Grant and the Bishop's Wife is another one that's just, oh, so good. Yeah. Anyway, we love the we love the movies. We we love the music. Uh, there's just so many good times to be had by all. Do you do a New Year's thing? Just out of curiosity. I know that's not Christmassy, but do you do a New Year's thing where you sit down and have a big meal and, and marathon something? No, no usually it's. You know, I'm a Netflix knitter. I'm not a partier. So it's, it's my husband and I are like, it's midnight. Mm, Happy New Year. Yeah. Happy New Year. Year. (laughs) Well, you know, I've still got kids at the house. And so we still, I mean, they're, they're, grown kids i wish they'd move out but i mean i've still got you know i've still got some older kids in the house and so we always do uh you know christmas or new year's eve uh we've been doing chinese food for the last 10 years because that's just kind of a fun thing we get chinese food we sit down we but on new year's day we always or we have for the last five six years we marathon (laughs) the uncut versions of lord of the rings the entire trilogy it's the entire it's 15 hours 15 hours with breaks because you know you gotta break but yeah 50 the whole lord of the rings i think the last time we did it we got about halfway through the second one and i'm like maybe we should try change it up next year (laughs) because i mean it's a great story don't get me wrong but we got to do something a little bit you know uh, and that one is about 25 that the movies are 25 years old? Oh yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, 25 nearly 30 years old. Those those are uh, cuz I I think the first uh so what would be the last one? The last one is Return of the King, right? Uh uh no, yeah, the last one came out uh in 2003. So they came out over a period of about three and a half years. So yeah, almost 20 almost 25 years old. So Yeah. It's uh, it's one of those things. Teresa says, Home Alone still has a place in my heart. You know, I could see that. The first one's pretty good. The one in New York is really funny with Tim Curry and uh, the second one. That That's also pretty funny. But, uh, yeah, I love uh, – it's just something about it. It brings back that whimsy. It brings back the fun stuff. Uh, you know, you need that. You need that relax and the, and the laugh. Uh, one that I ex- exposed my children to last year. You're talking about my Christmas story. Um, I exposed my kids to uh, – Jingle All the Way. Do you remember that one with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad? Uh, They they had never seen it. And uh, we all had a great, I mean, it was, it's cheesy, but we had such a great laugh. That one in Scrooge with Bill Murray, where he was, uh, he played the modern day Ebenezer Scrooge. Um, You just got to find something new, you know, something new, something, uh, something fun. Uh, but that's what this time is all about. All right, we're down to the last two minutes, and I uh, I want to give Sarah Vance just a chance to close out with the holidays and uh, the Christmas cheer. If she'd like to share her secret recipes again, that would be great. Uh, but whatever it is, Sarah Vance, rep from Homer, uh, it's all you. 
Well, I want to invite people to my open house at the Homer LIO next Wednesday. Uh, you can come. I'm going to have cookies. And you know what? I should print up some of my recipes and yes. share. Yes. Well, come by the Homer LIO. It's on the corner of Pioneer and Bartlett Street next Wednesday afternoon. And we will have cookies and maybe some hot cocoa and things like that. And you can just connect with me, talk to me about whatever you want, swap recipes. That would be fun. And uh, just say happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and uh, just be able to reconnect. I think that's a fantastic idea. So next Wednesday, the LIO down there off Pioneer. Uh, what time again? Well, I'm I'm thinking noon to six. That way, if you're on your lunch break or after work, you could come by. I'm going to be there all day. And hopefully there will be enough cookies for everybody. Are you are you making uh, the cookies? Are you making the cookies? That's the question. <laughs> well, uh, we'll a, see. The pressure's on. I, I'm not going to make any promises. You know me. I don't make any promises I can't keep. <laughs> the pressure's on, Vance. You got to make them cookies for people to go to. And you should make the sweaters is what you should make is the <laughs> I, I may or may not make pie. Let's, let's oh, say that. Okay. Well, we oh. can do that. I just I want to see the sweater cookies. Those are because I've seen them on Pinterest too. They're they, they look and they're amazing. They look amazing. Every time I make them, they look like they came from Goodwill. They're not new sweaters. <laughs> they look like they came from Goodwill. Sarah Vance, uh, thank you so much. This was so much fun. I appreciate that. We needed a little laugh, didn't we? We needed something good. We did. So I appreciate you. Uh, give uh, give my love to Jeff and everybody down there. Thank you so much for coming on board. Merry Christmas to you. Happy holidays. You too, Michael. Folks, are out of time. All right, Sarah. Any final thoughts? I we got the we get the last the last minute here. You get the final word. This is your final appearance of 2023. You can hit us with anything. Oh, what, what are you talking about? You're not going to have me back in the next yeah. few weeks. And then, it, well, I just wanted to wait. Say wait, wait, wait a hello. second. I want to point out first of all, the next few weeks. Next Wednesday is my last show of the year. And then I'm on vacation yeah. until January 2nd. But there's, you realize the last few weeks, you realize there's only two weeks left in the year, right? What? Two, two and a half weeks left in the year. No, can't there's, be. There's only, I, there's only 16, 17 days left in the year. I just want to point that out the next few I, weeks. I have so much to do. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. I interrupted your thing. Go ahead. I, I apologize. I, so many people were saying good morning and happy, good to see you. And so I just want to say that back to Bill and to Donna and to Harold and to Chris and everyone. I see you. I hear you. Love you. And so, so thankful for you and pray that you enjoy the beautiful snow that we're getting right now. Oh, man. So much snow. All right. Well, uh, Sarah Vance, thank you. Thank you so much. It, this has been just amazing and I love it. We will see you next year i guess is what next it's a, year. next year yeah we'll have you back maybe right before you go down to the madness that is juno sounds great i look forward to it all right thanks appreciate it uh we look forward to seeing you then all right folks i'm out of time i gotta go brave the blizzard conditions let's see if i make it may not make it if i'm not back in three hours call the president all right, ladies and gentlemen, have a great day. We will see you tomorrow.